Welcome to the Puck and Pigskin Podcast, presented by Belly Up Sports. Just great sports fans talking mostly about hockey and football, sprinkled with a bit of everything else. Now, here's your host, a Flames fan with a Golden Knights backup plan, Jason Bizek. All right, welcome to episode 11 of the Puck and Pigskin podcast. And a new face down in the bottom right corner is Vi, better known on Twitter as Hawk and Lube's Helmet. He will be my co-host moving forward. Welcome, Vi. Thank you very much, Jason. And uh, why don't you introduce our two guests that we have today? Uh, absolutely. Uh, so Mike Dursa, I'm a big fan of Mr. Mike Dursa. Uh, not only because he's sexy, that's just a part of it. <laughs> the other aspect of it is turn because, uh, whoa, <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. You know, I like it when you turn that hat around, bro. Um, <laughs> uh, Mike and I engage in a lot of like a uh, Twitter, Twitter conversations on the timeline, whether it be about the Oilers or, or the flames. And he's very knowledgeable. He puts me in place, uh, which is, uh, very difficult to do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But uh, but we also we also have a friendship as well, and uh, uh, I I I wanted to invite him onto the show because he's one of the more knowledgeable. And actually, I I don't want to insult oil country, but he's one of the more knowledgeable and sane oiler fans when it comes to certain <laughs> things. So, Mr. Dursa, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. That's a you bet. big uh, introduction there, and I'll try to live up to all that hype. I don't know if I will. <laughs> we'll see what I can I, do. I'm, su- I'm sure you will. And our second death, guest, uh, so Lindsay and I seem to share a love of horses. We, we, we cheer for different teams, but, but the thing that, uh, that kind of like, so other than being, uh, you know, Lovely and talented, Lindsay. Lindsay uh, doesn't work with horses. I don't know exactly what it is, but you know, I just see from posts uh, on her on her Twitter feed, and I was like, wow, if she loves horses, she's got to be like a great person. And uh, the other aspect of it too is every time I've seen her tweet about the Oilers, uh, it's been extremely, extremely passionate. So I know that she knows her stuff, and I know that she can chirp with the best of them. Uh, because I've tripped her before and she's made me look like a fool. So we have Lindsay here today. Thank Hello. you for joining us, Lindsay. Thank you. Yeah, welcome, Thank you guys. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah. So first, I want to I want to start with uh, Mr. Dursa. Um, I want to ask the burning question that I think went through everybody's mind after that Winnipeg Edmonton series: What the hell happened? Yeah. Uh, I think I think Connor Connor Hallibuck kind of happened. Um, yeah, you. I mean, look at the teams left uh, in the playoffs, and and they all have one thing in common, and that's pretty spectacular goaltending. And I think that's uh, yeah, you know, a big thing in the playoffs for years. You guys had a guy in 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 the net there that had cat like reflexes, and I think that's a required element if you want to want to go deep in the playoffs. And I think, you know, I think Mike Smith played really well, but I think when it comes down to it, uh, goaltending is 95% of playoff hockey. And uh, I think that was the difference. Three games in, in overtime, one team found a way to score a goal. The other team mm-hmm. didn't. And uh, one goal games, you know, you, you win a couple of those. It's a different series and a different playoff run. And, 
I think uh, we're finding out that uh, the North wasn't as bad as everybody wanted it to be. Um, but the one thing that Montreal has that the rest of us wishes we had is Carey Price. Hmm. Well said. Yeah, Very that's well for said. sure. Uh, Lindsay, any, did you notice anything aside from the goaltending that maybe stood out in that series or was that pretty much it? That's pretty much it. Mike explained it dead on it. it honestly, it could have went either way. Every game could have went either way. And it was just, yeah, it was so heartbreaking. Vi, what are your thoughts? Uh, my, my thoughts. Well, I mean, like, uh, I tried to not watch those, uh, those, those games because, uh, <laughs> you know, it, to me, it's it's not even it's, it's like Mickey Mouse League hockey when 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 the Oilers play. <laughs> Guys, I'm, I'm just joking. Um, but my thoughts are are with Mike. Like, I think uh, I, I think I tweeted like it's going to come down to goaltending most of the time when it comes to playoff hockey, right? Like we, we, we've seen this over and over again. And even uh, if we go back to 2018 with our own Calgary Flames, uh, Mike Smith uh, performed very, very admirably uh, versus the uh, Colorado Avalanche. And we still lost in five games. Kerry Price is – he. I'm sorry, uh, Connor Hellebuck, he really played on another level, right, like uh, in that first round versus the Oilers. Now um, – are there other problems with the Oilers? Uh, yeah, I mean the the bottom six, I think, uh, needs to improve. Um, defense is is getting a little bit better. I'm very impressed, of course, with uh, with what Darnell Nurse actually did within within that first round. But it's, it's going to take a lot more than Darnell Nurse. I think we could mm -hmm. all agree with that, right? When Clefbaum comes back, that's going to be a that's going to be a big boost for the Oilers uh, for the you know for the Oilers themselves, right now. I want to ask you guys. Uh, I have a question for both of you guys. So, Lindsay, I want to start with you. Lindsay, do you do we do you guys bring back Mike Smith next year, or do you guys dip into that free agent market and maybe sign a a, a, a Rask or or uh, uh, somebody else who might be available there? Do you are, are you do you think uh, do you think that Mike Smith? What you know? I think we can all agree that he wasn't the problem. But do you, would would you sign him to? Uh, you know, to sign him to a, a cheaper deal for maybe one year if he agrees to that. Exactly. Uh, mm -hmm. Is that something that you would look into? Yes. A cheaper deal, but just for the year. And then hopefully we could somehow snag a stellar goalie. It's going to make that, all the difference. Guys, yeah. Right. Because you guys do have 25 million in cap space. So I guess my question to you is uh, because I think goaltending wasn't the problem in Edmonton last year. No, uh, but they also play differently. Like it's how they play. It's not necessarily the goaltending. I think their play completely changes depending on who's in net. So right. the goalie has more um effect than just saving the pucks. It has an effect mm -hmm. on the entire mentality of the team. So if they got somebody that is consistently stellar, I think we could be more aggressive in every aspect of the game. You seen as soon as Koskinen was in it, everybody was a little bit almost trying to do too much because they're trying to get all those pucks away. From, like, don't even get it yeah. near them. So yeah. it was. Yeah. Let's know. try to play. Let's try to play the best defense that we can, so that so the other team doesn't take a shot on 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 Koskinen, right? Like it's, yeah. it's almost I'm, like try, I'm trying. My, I'm not going to trash talk them. Everybody knows he didn't have a very good year. Um, it's unfortunate because. Last year, it almost seemed like we were going to start get seeing more of that. And then 
within the first few games, everybody was just kind of like, ooh, not going as planned. And thank God for Mike Smith. So. And, and which was, you know, like, uh, you know, because you guys all know that I interact a lot with Oilers Twitter. Uh, thank you, Oilers Twitter, for accepting me. Like, I'm kind of like partly your guys' even though I'm, I'm – I'm not at all, uh, and and thank you for bearing with my take sometimes uh, with all this all the shit talk that I I, I do, uh, Mike. I'm gonna move that over to you. So let, on the topic of Koskinen, now uh, within Twitter, I'm gonna call them uh, spreadsheet Twitter, as uh, <laughs> as uh, Matt Mahoney, uh, our our friend Matt Mahoney was was calling the kids. Now uh, Mar- Markinen. Uh, I'm sorry, not Markin, uh, Markstrom, our goalie, the Flames goalie. Uh, Markstrom had similar numbers to Koskinen the year prior. Now, I engaged in a lot of a lot of uh, 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 debates, let's call them, with spreadsheet Twitter over the two goalies. So there was a lot of fanfare uh, for, you know, obviously on on the older side of things for 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 Koskinen because the numbers were very similar. Now we we know that Holland was uh, proactive in trying to sign uh, trying to sign Markstrom to the Oil, and it uh, in the end I think maybe Lindholm had something to do with it, or maybe the term or whatever it was. Uh, the Flames wound up getting him. Um, the drop in play of Koskinen. I want to ask you your thoughts. Like, why do you think that happened? It, Mike Smith. We know who Mike Smith is, and I, I, I'm a fan of Mike Smith. Right, I'm a fan of Mike because I really think that he helps you guys from uh, your your defense core from sustaining injuries because of the way that he plays the puck. Right, mm-hmm. so I think there's a lot of value there, and he's competitive and he's fiery. We've seen that in Calgary. But what happened with Koskinen? Um, well, my my feeling kind of on both Koskinen and Smith is they're both huge goalies. Like they're both big guys, right? But yep. they refuse to come out and challenge shooters and play like you know, at the top of their crease. Um, so they reflect, sorry, they rely on reflexes to, to make a lot of saves. And, uh, the 40 year old guy, I think this year had better reflexes than the, than the <laughs> younger, than the younger guy. Um, you know, but I don't know, like goalies can be funny. Uh, they can be good one year and have an off year and come back. Like, um, we got rid of Cam Talbot, you know, he went to you guys, um, started to find his career again. And, and this year in Minnesota, I mean, he was kind of like the, the guy we saw in Edmonton when we went to uh, the second round. So giving up on goalies a little early sometimes um, makes you wonder, but also, you know, you got four and a half million dollars in, invested in, in a guy that, uh, you know, coming in as a backup at times was, was shaky. And I, I just don't think you can afford to, risk that again so if they're gonna do something yeah i i see mike smith back from holland's point of view but um trying to rely on mike smith as you know a 60 70 game starter i think is uh is taking a huge risk uh i think he got away with it this year because it was a shortened season Mm -hmm. but uh in a in a in a normal 82 game season um i would i wouldn't bet the farm on on his groin holding up just goalies that side to side movement i was actually impressed that he got through the playoffs you know playing a back-to-back in, in that playoff run and playing as well as he did I, th- I thought he I thought he gave us everything he had um, I just think the guy at the other end of the rink was a little bit better and the Jets depth was a little bit better and that's why uh, we got bounced yeah Before I, pass- I, um, 
I, w- I was going to say uh, maybe Koskinen's issue was not being played a whole lot, but after a further review here, I see he did play half the season, which surprises me because it didn't seem like he did. Well, Smith, like Smith Smith was hurt at the beginning of the year, so so Mikko yeah, that's to, right. Had to play quite a bit there, and you know everybody wants to dog the guy, but without his play at the beginning of the year, there's no playoffs at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you think the Jets were able to shut down McDavid and Drysaitel so easily? <laughs> Different set of rules. I was going to say they're called pins and stripes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. but, I think I think you know sometimes you, you, it it's like having Pippen and Jordan. You, you you don't have them not on the floor at the same time together, but it it you know hockey's different than basketball. You you put your two best guys on there, and Winnipeg can load up their best defensive alignment just to stop that. And then what do you have beyond that? It's not very much. So if if you can do that job, if you can contain those guys then you've got a pretty good shot of, of winning hockey games. And I, I guess to our credit, but to Winnipeg's credit too, it, 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 it took overtime to decide all those games. So mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't what we weren't a pushover for them, but they got it done. So. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. I'm going to disagree. You guys got, <laughs> perfect. You guys got swept. Now, now <laughs> I, I realized game to game, it was very competitive, but it was still a sweep. And, and I mean, like, well, I'm going to call it six games because if you, if you, or five games or six, no, six games because if you add up all the overtimes, then, then it's six game series. <laughs> I like that but, theory. And I would expect that from the both of you. I would expect <laughs> that from the both of you. How did you guys do um, again? I can't remember. Well, we, we, well, we actually won as many games as you guys did. So, you know, <laughs> within the playoffs. So, I mean, it's same, same, same. We're, we both suck. So I've, I've always said this, Lindsay. I've always said uh, to everybody that I talk to every time I argue with the uh, argue about the Flames and the Oilers for many, many years. So this is well rehearsed for me. Um, it's like uh, uh, two dudes with the ugliest girlfriends in the world arguing with each other over which one's hotter than the other. Uh We've we've had <laughs> we've had some teams here that uh, well I mean <laughs> ne- ne- neither team has really been able to uh, cross over the threshold uh, to be elite right now I am readily uh, as proud as I am as a Flames fan I am also readily uh, able to admit uh, as hard as it is sometimes that the Oilers are in better position right now than the Flames because you're looking at 25 million in cap space moving forward next year, right? The yeah. Flames don't have quite that much. We've got some expiring contracts from three of the uh, 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 better players, you know, on the team. Like you can say what you want about Mark Giordano this year and his performance or Sean Monaghan and his lack of production. Um, uh, but you're still looking at a Johnny Gaudreau, Sean Monaghan and uh, Mark Giordano moving forward uh, after next year where you have to make a lot of tough decisions and they're aging, right? Uh, for you guys, you've got Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I'm, I'm not sure. So this is what I want to ask you, Lindsay, because we're mm. let's move into Ryan Nugent Hopkins because I know there's Everybody a lot of fans. I'm, oh, I'm passionate about it. Right. So <laughs> Nuge, I, I had an opportunity to meet Nuge when he was playing for the Red Deer Rebel. Uh, I went to a, a game and I, I uh, he was a friend of uh, uh, a friend of mine. So I got a chance to meet him and he's a, uh, a wonderful, wonderful kid, what wonderful human being. Um, what are your thoughts on Nuge's game this year? What do you think? Uh, do you think the because the fan base seems to think that there, there's no room to re sign him? 
from what I'm gathering, from what I'm seeing, that that's how the climate is looking to me. What are your thoughts on Nuge? Um, do you think do you think that he's worth maybe the money that he he might be looking for? And I don't necessarily know what that might be. Um, what are your thoughts on Nuge moving forward? We haven't seen the best of Nuge yet. Not by a long okay. shot. I'm a firm believer in that. I think, I don't know what he's asking for, obviously. I don't know what that is, but I think he's worth every penny. I love him. He's one of my favorite. I'll be quite upset, actually. I might join your side if they trade him. Hey, it's, we're always, <laughs> oh. Elias Lindholm, Michael Backlund, similar, similar player to Nuge, maybe. Like, he's somewhere in between Backlund and, and Lindholm, and I think Lindholm's a lot better looking than Ryan Nuge and Hopkins. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> it, it's saying that, like, there's room on this, on this, uh, on this uh, bandwagon. Now, um, I myself personally think that Ryan Nugent Hopkins is a, a very important part of your team, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think that if you if you don't, depending on what he's looking for, and Mike might be able to ask or answer this question a little bit more than than maybe you and I can because I haven't really been keeping up with uh, uh, or what he might be wanting to get paid. I think if you lose Nuge, he's going to be a hard player to. Uh, to replace when you dip, when you take a look at the UFAs, UFA centers this year that can play center and also play the wing like Ryan Nugent yeah. Hopkins can. I don't know what's out there that 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 you can readily replace him to to, you know, improve your team. I know that you guys are looking for more depth in your bottom six, possibly looking for a goalie. But if you look at the goalie UFAs, like, are you going to pay an old guy like uh, Tuka Rask the amount of money? Like, because he's, he's going to want some term as well, right? And I've been a proponent of maybe bringing back Mike Smith uh, for one year or two years. Uh, because intellectually, we have to be honest with ourselves sometimes. And when you look at the Oilers, and I'm not saying this uh, from a bias as a Flames fan, I think that we can all agree that they're, they're probably just maybe a couple years away from being true contenders. I don't know if you guys agree with me. They're but on that. You think, you think that they're close to that? You think they're one, one year away from contending for, for a championship? This, this is going to be a pivotal offseason. This is arguably the biggest offseason that we're going to see for a while. And I think this is going to determine that. So... Stay tuned. I will let you know after the offseason. I'll, I'll keep I'll keep tabs because even though I, I don't really want to, I have no freaking choice. I have more uh, Twitter engagements with other fans than I do with Flames fans. Because we're cooler. But okay. I'm, I'm, I'm the coolest Flames fan. That's probably a part of it. But Mikey, Mikey, <laughs> my question to you is uh, same thing with Nuge. What, what are your thoughts there? What do you think he's possibly looking for? Because it, it seems to me like he would value term more than he values dollars, right? Uh, I think it's probably both. Okay. Um, he's been used to getting $6 million a year for six years, and I think you're in a spot now where this new cap situation is asking players to take less than what they're used to, and I think he probably doesn't want to do that, so that's why it's kind of a logjam. I don't think it's that the Oilers don't want to work with the guy. I don't think it's they don't want him. I don't think it's any of that. I think it's just dollars and cents and, and getting to that number. And I think we've got a GM now in place that um, doesn't do, you know, 
the player a solid all the time. He's looking for kind of the best best deal he can get for the organization and has an idea in his head. I think he'll deviate from it a little bit, but I don't think he'll stray too far. So he's a tough negotiator, and I think Nuge probably has a good agent that does the same thing, and that's why it's kind of going down to the wire here. Um, now, is that is that sentiment coming from uh, what you've seen through news reports that Nuge might be just, you know, that he's not, you know, he's pretty firm on like getting the best deal possible. And I, I, I mean, you can't blame him, right? Like at his age, he's still a pretty young player. You got to make your money, right? Like you, you got to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, and and. You know, the Ryan Smith deal, when he got traded to the Islanders way back when, um, I, I was kind of told by re- sources that I kind of trust that it came down to $250,000. And uh, Ryan Smith's wife took over the <laughs> negotiation and said, throw in his guidebooks, <laughs> and we'll call it good. And that pissed Kevin Lowe off, and he was dealt to New York immediately because he said Steos and uh, Stoll had to pay for their skyboxes. There was no gimmies. Uh, so, you know, I don't think Ken Holland is going to be in that same kind of uh, situation. And I don't think Ken Holland's temperament would lead to that, that kind of thing. So uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what happens here. I, I kind of hope Nuge stays because he's, he's kind of a utility guy. You can use him at center. You can use him as a left wing. Um, he's got a lethally accurate wrist shot. Um, probably one of the most accurate ones on the team, to be honest. And um you know, he's a good skater, good power play guy, has had a great temperament. He's been through the decade of darkness, decade of darkness like a lot of us fans, and, uh, you know, still comes to work with a smile on his face. So, um, to me, he's he's a guy you, you want to keep if you can. But, uh, you know, there 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 is kind of a, a cost of what you can do because you want to, you know, your team wasn't good enough last year, so now you got to make it better this year. So, you know, if, if you keep jacking up the prices of your players and you have less to work with and you can't put out as good a product. So that's that's the nature of the business and guys that we love end up getting dealt. You know, it, it, it happens. It's the way it goes. It hurts for a while and then you reset and come back and, okay, these are the guys. Let's let's go. But, but it hurts again when they come back, <laughs> when they get does. traded. And then they does. come back to kick the shit out of us, and he's going to oh. be one of those. Mark my words, if they do not <laughs> sign Nuge next year, he is going to be our worst nightmare. Always. It's just the it's That's the just the oiler way. Yeah. But, you know, we we see this. that, too. We see that, too, in the CF. Right? And before I pass it on to Jason for, for, for his next questions, I, I do want to say this. I, I do want to ask you this, Mike. So when – so we're talking about a flat cap for ne- for next year, right? Like, so the NHL is looking at a flat cap, and 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 of course, like the NHL, uh, you know, many owners took uh, huge hits the last year and a half, right? Right. Yeah. So so in saying that, like, you know, we fully expect, right, at this point with the va- everything that's going on in the world, I don't want to make it political or anything like that because that's yeah. not what it's all about. But you know, uh, we know that there's a pretty solid chance that we we will probably be able to go see hockey games here in Alberta. Anyway, let's not yeah. say anywhere else, but like just here. Now, right. in, in saying that, do you think that Ken Holland is crafty enough um, to identify that? Because I think that Ryan Nugent Hopkins is a, an integral part of your team. 
Now, uh, we were talking about this on the Inferno 403 podcast tonight uh, with the Blasty cast guys, and we were talking about uh, something like uh, Johnny, you know, about Johnny Goudreau's uh, uh, negotiations possibly with uh, with Brad Tree Living on how to uh, work out his contract. Now, is, is it possible that, you know, uh, Ken Holland would be crafty enough where I, I'm sure he is, but I'm just saying, what do you guys think? You and Lindsay both. What do you guys think about uh, a structured con? Uh, we call it what? They call it a bump, bump, uh, a, a bumper contract, something along those lines where, you know, first year, uh, if Nuge is making six mil now, maybe the first year, if it's a four year deal, let's just say. First year, he's making uh, he's making uh, six point five, maybe. Year after that, the, the next two years, he's making 7.5. And the last year of that deal, he's making six again. Because that would help you, right? That would help you kind of uh, obtain the, 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 the right pieces to contend. Because as much as you, you, as much as Oilers fans hate to hear this, especially coming from a, from a Flames fan, I can, I can, I have no problems admitting that Connor McDavid is the best player in the world. No problems with it. I don't think Nathan McKinnon is. I don't think anybody else comes close. But when I say you better you you, you better make something of it when when you got two players like Connor McDavid and 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 Leon Drysaddle, uh, and they've already kind of taken deals that are are pretty fair, right? Now, if you're Ken Holland, is that what you offer Nuge? Or do you let Nuge walk and see what you get in a kind of a soft UFA uh, offseason? I don't know. Mike, what do you think? Well, if, if, yeah, if, if you're going for kind of an elevated year, I think that year would be this year coming up because uh, at the end of next season, uh, you got a nurse coming up and, and that's going to get more expensive for you. I, I really kind of think that the Oilers spot right now is I don't think they want to go beyond six million. I think they want to go under that. I really feel like that's where they're at. And I don't think length of term is really an issue. I think five or six years, I think they'll sign that. It's really just the, the cap hit that, that they're, that they're really worried about. Um, Cause they've got more, honestly, they got more they need to do. Um, Like, if, if Nuge goes, then you need to replace that. But so you, you deal with Nuge and and you get that locked up. You know, Tyson Berry is probably not going to be an Edmonton Oiler next year. People want, you know, a lot of the calculator kids, I call them, you call them the spreadsheet, whatever. But, um, <laughs> you know, they, they want Bouchard, Bear, um, and Larson, they, they would be okay with as, as you know, the, our right side. And, and to me, you know, you're putting a lot of weight on Evan Bouchard being able to pick up right where Tyson Berry did. Um, right. I think you're, you're going to gain some on the defensive side of the game with Bouchard, even as basically a rookie, but you're going to lose a lot of the offensive, uh, you know, that, that Barry provided. Um, so you might want to be, you might be looking for a, a right side D, you know, to replace Barry. If, if Clefbaum isn't, you know, um, the cleft bomb of old if if and he, I, I don't think he will be and i don't think he right could off, be yeah right off the hop i, I think that's unrealistic mm-hmm. to think that yeah. so the left side is is a bit of a you know an issue too like who, who does seattle take from us in the expansion draft lots of people think 
it's going to be Caleb Jones or, um, you know, one of the forwards that that's been in Bakersfield. Um, not really sure, but the left side's kind of a question mark. And honestly, if you bring back Mike Smith, that that's fine, but you, you have to do something else there, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and, and you, you mentioned Tuka Rask. I, I don't think Tuka Rask plays in the NHL next season if he's not in Boston. So I think he's out of the question. I, I, I would be okay with the Oilers going after Tuka, but you would have probably have to pay, you know, $2 million more a season for Tuka Rask than Boston would. So, um, and you, you have gotta, to, you probably got to, you probably got to move Koskinen's uh, contract, right? And he, you right. don't, uh, at the, the interest level on Koskinen, I can't see it being, um, I, I, I just can't, you know, for me anyway, I, I don't know, but I, I can't see a lot of GMs knocking on that door, right? Like you, you're going to have to do, no. you're going to have to do that team a favor in order to move Koskinen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, or, or it's a buyout situation and there's a Neil possible buyout situation. And then, you, you know, the other thing that the Oilers need is they, they really need, even if they have Nuge, an, an, another left winger, mm-hmm. you know, top mm-hmm. six capable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, there's, I think there's just a, a lot to do and, and really a, a, a really good right handed uh, third line center is also a need. So, could they be a contender next year? Yeah, but it's going to be a hell of a summer to, to make that happen. Well, you're right. You're right, Mike. I think with a weaker uh, with a weaker the weaker division that we're you know both our our, our, our teams are in, I think the Oilers are still are still uh, are going to be right up there challenging for the division. Now, Lindsay, just one more question before before I pass it on to to uh, <laughs> to to Jason because uh, I really want to pass take it on, on to your co-host. <laughs> yeah, my my co-host actually my my boss in this in this uh, in this uh, in this podcast because um, I, I really wanted your opinion on this because uh, the reason why is because you, you know y'all know I have a lot of like good actually good friends uh, that that live in Edmonton and cheer for the Oilers so it makes for a really good banter. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think of James Neal's play, and do you think he should be bought out, or do you think uh, do you think that he's still got a little bit left in the tank? I think they gotta buy him out. I don't think I think the team's too young. It's too fast. I mean, the, he did nothing wrong last, obviously this past season, but he wasn't spectacular, and he was just kind of like one of those do without passengers. Yeah. I, I think he did a lot wrong, to tell you the truth. I, I, for me, I think he's been social distancing since like uh, 2018 when he played for the Flames. Somehow he got <laughs> somehow he got lucky and scored 20 whatever goals for the Oilers last year yeah. for you guys. Uh, Milan, okay, uh, before Milan Lucic, guys, or James Neal? In hindsight, be honest with me. Be honest with me, guys. Based on what season, though, or just, just overall? After- Overall, would you rather have Luch now or would you have rather have Neil? I don't know. I think that's a dead even thing. It's dead even. Last season, okay. Neil played great and Lucic, I don't even know if he skated ever. There's, there's only ago. one reason I would rather have James or Luch back over James Neal. Go ahead. Which, what's that? Dropping the flippers. Luch is pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. all right. <clears throat> 
That's you know, true. when when Neil played for you guys, and I guess the season before when he was in Vegas, he had that nasty edge to him. Yep. He probably still has it, but he just he couldn't catch anybody to be able to use it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot slower. You, a lot slower. You know what? I'll, yeah. I'll give him this. This this season, he 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 had COVID, and uh, he had lingering effects of it. He missed a lot of time. Yeah, and I That's I think good. it I think I think it bothered him from beginning to end, almost like. I think it was in May when he started to become himself again. Yeah. And and by then, I mean the game has passed you by pretty pretty far, right? You're trying to <laughs> you're trying to catch up to a hurricane, you know. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. Well then. Uh so I'm going to go the Seattle Kraken route now. Uh Lindsay, who are you protecting? Or leaving, or who are you either protecting or leaving exposed on the Oilers to the Kraken? Mm, Let's say, who would you leave exposed? Uh, any of our bottom six, to be honest, except for Archie. <laughs> Archibald. I liked Archibald. I agree. I will. Yeah, he's he's one of the hardest working Oilers this season, and my. My heart beated for him this year. So um, basically, yeah, he'd be the only one of our bottom six I would protect. Uh, who are you protecting for, uh, or who you, I guess we already know who you're going to expose as a goaltender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about your defense? Oh, that's such well, a sensitive I... subject with everybody. <laughs> you're either on the Caleb Jones side where people are saying expose him. I don't know, because I feel the same way about him as I about Nuge. If he leaves us, he's going to be the Justin Schultz <laughs> next. We're Justin what, are your, Schultz what, are your thought, what are your thoughts on Chris Russell? Oh, everyone's going to hate me after I say it, but I love him. <laughs> he's, been, he's been one of my favorite Oilers for probably the last, well, however long. I've I met, I got to meet him both times for the Oilers meets, and he was one of the most humble, kind people that I met there. Like he took the time to speak to you, and he was just, he was fantastic. So ever since then, um, it's he's had a special place in my heart. So yeah, tough decision because he's a great shot blocker too. Totally, he just he goes anywhere. He will he will never choose. Like he'll never get out of the way of a hit. He'll take the hit every time. So yeah, there's not too many guys anymore that are, are willing to take that hit, and he's one of them. So yeah, just I his agree. puck play really isn't what we need, unfortunately. But yeah, uh, one of Mike, the what are your thoughts? Who, yeah, no kidding, Mike. How about your thoughts? Who are you uh, exposing in the for Seattle? Yeah. Um, I, I think Caleb's probably the guy that ends up going. Um, I'm drawing a blank right now about the center from Bakersfield that everybody says might might end up oh. going. Uh, Benson, Tyler Benson. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think Benson has has hands and uh, hockey sense. I just don't think his his boots are quite there yet. Um, to be to be somebody that's highly sought after for a for a new club, so I th I think Caleb ends up being the guy, and 
that'll kind of uh, crush me a little bit because I got I had him on a podcast once by accident. We were talking to his mom and he was there because the COVID shut down the season and he was at home. So he came out and he talked to us and he talked to my son and um, he really can skate. You know, he, he's he can play. I think he was kind of a casualty this year of being young. Um, and Dave trusted, you know, guys like Chris Russell and some of the older, a little bit more veteran guys than him. I, I think he got, you know, made a couple tiny mistakes and they got blown out of proportion and, you know, sit down. Whereas his skating is so good and puck retrieval, you know, it's something that we could have used. Um, I think we could have used him in the playoffs, honestly. Um, and I don't have anything against Chris Russell either. I mean, he sat you know, the first three games of that playoff series against Winnipeg came in in the deciding game and, and played a great game. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one more quick question, and then I'll pass it back to Lou there. Um, regarding Oscar Clefbaum, you mentioned Clefbaum uh, returning. Is Clefbaum going to return? What are your thoughts on that? I, I read know. somewhere that there's a possibility he may not be back ever. Yeah, that's something. I don't know. I feel like Connor set the bar way too high. So I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one. I mean, everybody knows how we feel about class. So I hope to God he's back. But I just, I'm being realistic. I don't see it. And if he is, he's not going to be the same. Yeah. Same class bomb that left. Of course, and he couldn't be. We couldn't expect that. That's that's also unrealistic. So. Um, that'll be a tough pill to swallow, I think. Uh, I what think do you think, he, Mike? Yeah, yeah, I, I think he he actually does come back. I I was worried though, like for a while, because you know this um, season ended and um, it was kind of a wait and a wait and a wait for him to go and get surgery done. But the funny thing is the timing of of when he got his surgery done and the you know, projected uh, recovery time is, is right in time for a training camp. So that leads me to believe that, hmm. yeah, I think he wants to come back. I hope but, so. you, you, you know, he, he's, if I, if I was Ken Holland, I don't think I would protect him though, because you don't know what you're going to get. And he, and you know, and if I'm Ken Holland and I do know what I'm going to get, I don't tell anybody either. <laughs> mm-hmm. keep that tight lip fair yeah and, and the, my, my feeling too with all these guys that you know the Oilers could resign like Nuge and Larson Barry all of them wait wait until the expansion draft is over yes you risk losing them but it's less guys that you have to protect yeah true yeah mm-hmm. it would be a shot if I disappear, it's because my phone died. Just so you know. <laughs> it's counting down. Run and grab a charger. <laughs> <laughs> I would, but then I can't sit anywhere. Oh. It would be a shot in the. It would be a tough shot in the heart, eh? If you, you know, if you expose a guy like Nuge and then have him, you know. But at the same time, you know, if you're not going to sign him, why not, right? Why, why not? Uh, if you're not going to re-sign him, why not leave him unprotected and see what Seattle does, right? So, I mean, like, uh, I agree with you. Uh, on there, Mike, with 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 that, Mike. So let's deviate. Let's deviate from the Oilers itself. Let's talk about the Battle of Alberta. Now, you guys were, uh, you guys won the season series six to four, which is just, I mean, one game. I mean, eh, whatever. I mean, like we, 
if if we had had better record against the Sens and you guys had a worse record against the Sens and you guys were a little if bit better and, against the Leafs, like if and, if and, if and, if and, if and, right, right. <laughs> I mean, we we could have been pretty close here. Now uh, with the Battle of Alberta, of these, these are. <laughs> See, this is why Lindsay's on the show because she chirps me this way. Um, so, uh, let me ask you first, Lindsay, since we're since we're talking to each other about this. Um, with the Battle of Alberta, how did you feel that the rivalry was? Because like, we we always thirst for more. Like we thirst for more Battle of Alberta's, right? Like we wish we could bring it back to the old days where it was Death Valley and teams would come in, and it was so hard to like. Uh, you know, it's almost two guaranteed losses when you visit the province of Alberta back at the back in the uh, '80s. You know, mm-hmm. um, we were so good then. Now, uh, but as Flames fans and Oilers fans, I think like especially like within maybe our age range, um, we long and thirst for like uh, a playoff series. Like me personally, I want the Oilers to be really good, and I want the Flames to be really good. I want to see that competition. Like I want to see that like really elite competition between one another. That's why I've always been pushing for, you know, uh, Jack Eichel, because I think that he can skate with McDavid and that would even up the odds just a little bit. Now, uh, what did you think of the Battle of Alberta, uh, of Alberta this year? Uh, you guys won one more game than us. But mm-hmm. um, uh, the one thing that I saw was uh, after Sutter was hired, uh, the Flames fared a lot better uh, because I think we were – uh, one and four versus you guys, and then Sutter took over, and then we got it really close, and then you guys won the deciding one, whatever, you know. We, but what did you personally think of that? Uh, the, you know, do you think the teams are close, or do you think that there's a wide margin nowadays between the Oilers and and Flames? And how did how much did you enjoy watching the the Battle of Alberta ten times this year? <laughs> We're never gonna see that again. So hopefully, everyone <laughs> enjoyed it. I mean, obviously, it wasn't what it was last season, and uh, it was what it was. I think Cassian was way too laid back this year, but at the same time, with our officiating, he can't can't really blame the guy. Every time he touches somebody, it's a suspension, it seems. So, I don't know. It just wasn't – it was fine. I mean, I, I would think probably Twitter was more fun than the games were during those, <laughs> during those games this season, but – it's always a good time. I enjoy all of them. So, I have to agree lose. with you. Uh, yeah, and I mean, like, yeah, it's the same way for me. I, I have to agree with you in, in in a weird like we played each other ten times this year, and we didn't have the same fire that we had like the previous right? Would you guys agree yeah. with me, Mike? Do you, do you think it's the same? Like the the it just wasn't the same type of like. You know, so that that's why the North Division to me, like uh, we were saying when when uh, when Lynn Wells was on with us, we we all kind of agreed. Like I think in the beginning there was uh, when it comes when it came to the fans and the rivalry between the fans and, and and probably the players too. Like it was more there was more fire there. But as we wound down the season, it seemed to like fade a little bit. Like the mm-hmm. games weren't as as exciting, not the same. You know, uh, Mike, what are your thoughts on the on the Battle of Alberta uh, this year, this past year? It still amazes me that Talbot and Smith the year before was the first goalie fight in Battle of Alberta history. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still shook by that. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I think the first little bit, th- there was that hate level. And then it kind of, it's hard to keep that same animosity up when you play so much. I do like mm-hmm. the sort of little home and home series in that. I think they're neat. 
and I and I do like you know um, playing like two maybe three games in a row, but there were stretches you know where you're playing. I think we played Montreal four times in a row and stuff, and it just it, it was a little too much. So um, I, I today that they kind of were talking about you know this kind of alignment and stuff, and some of the players were voting on it and they didn't mind it, but they. Um, I, I think it's I think it's gone. You know, I, I don't think we see this anymore. Um, we go back to kind of the same thing, but they might they might st- still try to want to do a little home and home series, cut down on travel. Um, so that so that's good. You know, the Battle of Alberta is always uh, is always good, and, and uh, I like it when you know we we play guys on New Year's Eve. Those games always seem to be the the best games of the Battle yeah. of Alberta in a season. I, you know, the players. That's because we're that's because we're, we're all drunk, bro. We're yeah, all drunk. The players, <laughs> the players all have plans after the game, and you know they just go and beat the piss out of each other, and then and then go and have some fun. So yeah, yeah, I love those games. Me too. Now before yeah, it's I before I swing it back. Before I swing it back to Jason, there's one thing that I wanted to ask you guys because it's a very important question, right? Like uh, at the end of the day, like we, you know, other than having your guys' hockey takes, we also want to feature who you guys are. So my question for you guys before Jason takes over, more questions about who you guys are. I'm going to ask Mike first and I'll go to Lindsay. Mike, how did you become a Oilers fan? Like how did you become a, a fan of this team that's so greasy and dirty? I, you know, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't. You Oilers. <laughs> Yeah. Well, when you, when you live in Alberta, you you get to like a winner, you see. And, and my, my dad went to his, uh, um, Stanley cup game against, uh, the Islanders back in the day with my uncle and seeing my dad on TV, I thought that was pretty cool. So I think that helped make, make me an Oilers fan more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and that's understandable, especially when it comes to family, right? Like, I, I guess if my dad ever cheered, if I was a kid, my dad cheered for the Oilers. I still probably would have cheered for the Flames, but whatever. Um, uh, <laughs> Lindsay, how did you become an Oilers fan? I, I understand you're from Manitoba, so how did this I have, happen? I have family in Manitoba. Um, oh, okay. So Jets were a close second favorite, just because my whole family's there. But I am born in Alberta, so. Um, I grew up watching my brother play hockey, and it was always the Oilers. It was it's been Oilers throughout my family too for generations. So I just followed suit because it was the right decision. Yeah, I mean that's that's fair. That's fair. I mean, like if it wasn't for family, I, I'm sure that you would have chose the Flames because they've just been so dominant the last ten years over the Oilers. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> disagree. <laughs> no, nope. I, I, I understand. I understand the family uh, uh, aspect of it. Jay, to you. Uh, so I'm gonna ask. Start with Lindsay. Lindsay, what is one play or one game in Oilers history that stands out in your mind the most? I'm not gonna lie. I got really short-term memory, so probably the. Best game that we watched was the Battle of Alberta with all the fights with Mike Smith and Cam Talbot. That was probably one of the best ones. And then I can't remember what game number it was. This is where my memory is fuzzy. But I was 19, I believe, and the Oilers went into 
I think double or triple overtime against, I want to say Dallas, but I could be wrong. Yep. And there was a goal taken back that Dallas had scored. They reviewed it and it was no goal. So everybody had gone to bed when I showed up to work the next morning and my best friend was like, yeah, it was really <laughs> shitty that the Oilers lost. And I was like, they didn't though, like they won. And he was like, what? And it was just like mind blowing. And, and half the people didn't even realize we didn't have the same yeah, internet I, stuff that we had back then or that we have now. Yeah, I so think that was, uh, that was back when Cujo played for Edmonton, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it was about then, yeah. Curtis Joseph was in net, yeah? I, I remember that game. Yeah, and everybody had gone to bed thinking that we lost. So it was like a sweet surprise in the morning. All right, I'm down to 10%, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, <clears throat> Mike, same question to you. Any particular goal or play or game that sticks out in your mind the most? Well, one that broke my heart when I was little. Um, that you guys I know what you're gonna say <laughs> that you guys will probably remember I was uh yes sir yes sir I was I was behind the net when it happened to probably about yes sir yes sir off to the right side when uh Mr. Fleury uh scored and did his somersault bullshit on the ice I was I was at that I was at that game but uh, it turned out pretty good the next game in Calgary so um but I didn't. I wasn't at that game at the saddle them. And then I, I was, uh, I was in the building when Leon uh, got his 50th goal on on Mike Smith um, in, in the saddle dome there. And uh, you know, as shitty as your building is, and I don't know if you're ever gonna get a new building there in Calgary <laughs> because, uh, you know, I don't. I, I've heard that there's a franchise that wants to set up shop in it, but they nobody will give them the rights. Uh, second cup there, so. Uh, but I had a great, I had a great, I had a great time in the saddle dome, and uh, hey, listen, fans were listen, great. It was fun. Listen, Dursa, listen, Dursa. It's a dump, <laughs> but it's our dump. All right, <laughs> we own it. Well, you know what, uh, Ryan, uh, bitch. <laughs> I won't even attempt his Ukrainian last name, but um, Beaks there off Twitter. We we were. Uh, we owned your dump that night. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. I'm usually really quick with this stuff, but you really got me there. I, I actually thought when he started his story with uh, one goal that he remembers in particular, I thought he, I thought you were actually going with uh, Steve Smith banking it off Fear's leg and into his own net. Yeah. That was a beaut. You guys, that was a – what a play way, by Smith and Fear. The way you guys could score, though. <laughs> I remember. Uh, I, I I don't fear, know who fear, we had. I'll tell you, you should have had it. <laughs> I, I I believe uh, we're 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 getting Grant Fear on one of our podcasts pretty soon, so we'll we'll have to ask him. We'll have to ask him uh, what was going on there, but because like that wasn't really that was a really weird situation, right? Like beyond you know how extremely uh percentage wise that should never happen and i know a lot of people are saying it's not really steve smith's fault because fear should have been uh deeper into his net at that point he you know all those kind of things but um uh to me it's just so weird how both players wound up as calgary flames at the same time like you know 10 10 15 20 years later or whatever it was <laughs> and as a as a season ticker holder then watching these guys play because they were terrible like the flames were terrible during those really lean years I was so terrified that it would happen again in flame stakes, <laughs> right? Like I was terrified, right? <laughs> it, was, it would have been the worst thing to ever happen. But yeah, uh, 
that was the most enjoyable, like for me anyway, I, I, I'll always remember that. I, how, how, cause I was pretty young in 86, but my dad, uh, I remember how, uh, his best friend lived in Edmonton. And once that happened, I remember how, how loud my dad laughed. Like, you know, he laughed his ass off and he phones his best friend in Edmonton. He's like, you fucking sucker. Like, look at what you see. You guys scored on yourself. So just a funny, you know, funny, uh, you know, funny situation. That was 1986, you said? 1986, yeah. And we okay, went on to the uh, Stanley Cup finals. Yeah, we won, we wound up losing. Yeah, we wound up losing to the Montreal Canadiens in 86, but then we got them back mm -hmm. in 89. And I know you guys have a richer history with winning cups. We all know that kind of stuff, but like, you know, let, let, let us have a little fun here or there as well. Don't, don't worry, Lindsay. If you don't remember it, I'll send you the video. Okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we'll remind you. It's, for sure. it's definitely I'll definitely a watch it. I'll definitely, definitely watch a tired it. take, but there's four more reasons to be an Oilers fan. Yes. Uh, four more. Yeah. Four more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, now, but, but mind you, I mean, like you guys, uh, you guys were able to get a team, uh, the funny thing, like the thing about like, a lot of things about like uh, Oilers and Flames history, there's a lot of the like, youngsters out there that don't know this. We have really, really close ties. Besides being up in you know north south of the of the of the of Highway Two, right? Like Nelson Scalbania, who who was uh, eventually became an Oiler, the uh, owner of the Flames. Uh, he was your guys' boy that brought uh, uh, Wayne Gretzky and the Edmonton Oilers uh, from the WHL into into the NHL, right? Uh, um, uh, just a lot of ties. Like, I mean, it's all could, over a game almost, of backgammon, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> so it, it's such a weird thing because we, we, as, as Oilers and Flames fans, we fight all the time, right? Like, it's just a natural thing to do, really. Some take it further than most. I mean, I don't give a fuck. At the end of the day, I mean, like, the game's <laughs> over 10 minutes later and I'm, I'm handing out the Lou Helps Award and I'm laughing and I'm, I'm having a good time with, with the Oilers homies. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, um, in saying that, though, I, I, at the end of the day, like uh, uh, when you see certain things, like uh, uh, for me anyway, I, I, I don't, I can't speak for the younger Flames fans out there. You guys fucking know who you are. You guys talk too much fucking shit. Um, <laughs> uh, as as an OG of the Flames, uh, if I'm not that bad, guys, if I'm not that mad, you guys shouldn't be either. I'm hearing stuff out there where you're like. We've lost for the past 18 years. 18 years that I've been a Flames fan. Motherfucker, I've been a Flames fan for 30-something plus. I've seen a lot of, lo lot of losses. <laughs> seen a lot of different things. Um, but, uh, you know, the one thing that I do want to say is uh, uh, I, I really enjoy my interactions with uh, uh, Oil Country. Uh, you guys in particular, uh, you know, I, I feel like I've had to shout out everybody. So, uh, you know, Rod and, and Nat and, and uh, uh, Lynn Wells – uh, Lynn, like all you guys, Dave, Dave, uh, the fisher guy, fisherman Dave, you know, uh, the, he pretends to be a fisherman, but he goes to TNT and buys his fish. He doesn't really catch anything. Uh, at the end of the day, I, lo I love, I, <laughs> I can't wait till he sees this. Um, uh, I, I, at the end of the day, uh, it's just, it's just talky. And, and I think that we all, you know, enjoy the rivalry and everything. <clears throat> But uh, 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 the, the Oilers community really uh, uh, has have earned my respect because of how much you've rallied around everything in Edmonton as a community, right? Like, um, you know, unfortunately, we've you guys have seen some tragedy last uh, the, the last year with with Kobe Cave, um, you know, R.I.P. Uh, Kobe, 
uh, and uh, and uh, uh, and and uh, 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 shoot, I, I feel so bad. Moss, uh, Joey Moss, Joey yeah. Moss. Sorry, Joey, I couldn't remember your first name. Like all these tragedies, but but you guys always rally around them, like everything. Um, so. Like I, I really commend you guys for 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 everything that I mean. Like I look at the Flames community, and when um, uh, uh, BJ Seaman passed away, all we could do was make fun of the name on Twitter. Uh, BJ Seaman, it is kind of funny, but uh, but, we <laughs> uh, but, but uh, yeah. So I really respect you guys, and uh, you know. It's just uh, amazing that at this point I can call you guys friends because, I, and I wish the rest of Flames Twitter could do the same. Like, I wish these kids didn't have to act like you had to be like this hardcore. <laughs> I got to be mean to other fans because you don't have to be, man. You don't have to be. So, thank well, people you. take thank it you so seriously. Like some people take yeah. it as though like the Oilers did it to them. They did it to yeah. me. <laughs> they meant to do it. It's like, oh my god, settle down. Yeah, I've I've got a I've got a ton of Euler fans, not only on my Puck and Pigskin account, but before I even created this, I have a ton of Oilers on my the Peanut account on my personal account. I, I know I know and talk to a lot of them. I love watching Euler games and when things are going bad, I just see tweets that say fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> oh, probably, I probably throw a Sorry about that. It's all sure. it's it's mostly Lindsay. It's mostly Lindsay. I I, I, I swear. I know, but people who know me know that I'm like not actually that mad. I'm pretty, I don't hold a grudge. I never hold a grudge. So I do swear a lot. Not that. <laughs> well, um, and, and besides that, at the end of the day, I think like, uh, 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 not that. Um, not that I want to pull like uh, the, the fan base together and be like, hey, let's be nice to each other, because I, I think that I think that a little bit of like a, a little bit of chirping and a lot, you know respectfully is, is is the way to go about it and uh i don't want to take credit for pulling the fan base together but i should probably take a little bit of it because it was way worse before uh before me anyway uh, but mike i so myself before uh, before my co-station uh takes off the you know uh, takes over the, for the ending of it I, I do want to ask you and Lindsay one more question uh so mike if would you ever trade if, if the right deal came about, is Connor McDavid like? Would you ever move Connor McDavid? That's my question for you because I, it's an interesting question to me. I, I you know, because some would say you can't move the best player in the world. Lindsay's <laughs> <I say laughs> laughing. I say that. Right, you, you just can't. Mike, right? you like, answered it. I, you can't. You never, 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 never. There is no right deal. That doesn't exist. She's right. It doesn't exist. Mike, what, what, what do you think, Mike? Well, if I don't want fans to show up in my building, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amen. We traded, we traded Gretzky. Well, we sold Gretzky. Let's, let's get it straight. How, it was how a beautiful day in Alberta for us. How, how, how many cups would Edmonton have won if you would have held on to Wayne? That 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 is gonna be the question that's gonna you know remain unanswered and and always be there in, in my head. It, I'm gonna like quote trading, my friend. It's like trading Michael Jordan, you just don't do it. The Bulls didn't, but they basically gave him away at the end. 
I'm going to quote my friend Lindsay that's on this podcast tonight and say, shoulda, woulda, coulda, right? Like, that's what she said to me. So, I mean, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Um, so, so, Lynn, Linz, um, I'm not going to ask you the same question because, uh, you, you know, obviously you're very strong in your opinion about about uh, uh, moving, <laughs> uh, whether, whether or not uh, you would ever move uh, uh, Connor McDavid. Uh, my question to you would be, um, my question to you would be, uh, I'm trying to think off the fly here and I'm, uh, so, okay, so here's a good question. I, I, I do want to ask Oilers fans this because it, it seems to stump you guys when I ask it on Twitter. Oh, good. Let's see Let's if it stumps you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if it stumps you. Okay. So, well, I'll ask you. I'll ask you a question first before I ask you your opinion. So, is Connor McDavid the best player in the world? Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree. How the heck did Leon Dreisaitl win the MVP award last year when Connor Mc- when he's not even the best player on your team? <laughs> How did that happen? It stumps you, doesn't it? it I mean, fair. But, <laughs> but that, that was that the year is, that he got his 50 gold, right? <clears throat> yeah. Sure. Well earned. That's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, and I I, I love the fact that his, you know, you guys call him dry because it works so well for me when I'm like trolling because dry and lube and all that kind of stuff. So it works. (laughs) It works so well for me. He's the anti-lube. So it works so perfect for me. Uh, But thank you. uh, Thank you for for coming on, guys. I really appreciate you guys. And we'll let uh, Jason, uh, uh, you know, my boss, finish this. All right, yeah, no, uh, you were you were talking about um, maybe not having the two fan bases, you know, merge and become, a, you know, a great friendship kind of thing, but keep the rivalry there and which is great. But I think there's one thing that we can all really agree on and come together on. Thank fucking God the Leafs lost. Oh, amen. <laughs> oh, that was such a good day. That that made actually the blow to the Oilers losing so much easier, so much easier. It, it's especially and the, fun and the because way it went down. Yeah, and how it happened. It was in fine fashion. Yeah. Can I say it, something to, to yeah. this though? Um, uh, you know, I like Carey Price, but uh, and the Habs can knock off Vegas. That'd be okay, but. I don't want them winning the cup either because we'll never hear the end of that either. <laughs> That's Fair. true. That is, that true. is very true. I'm I'm rooting for I'm rooting for Vegas because they're my number two team. I'm rooting for the Canadians because I like Carey Price. And I'm rooting for the Islanders because I like Jordan Eberly, but I definitely don't want Tampa winning. Yeah, you know so what? you're I basically agree. just rooting for everybody but Tampa, right? Like so I- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anybody but Tampa. Yeah. yeah, it was in. It was in. And, you know, <laughs> if, you're, if you're a true Flames fan, you just can't root for Tampa. I don't get it. To me, it's That's it was right. in. And, right? Like, how is that? It's like the Oilers rooting for the Carolina Hurricanes. Like, what the fuck is that? That's just not going to happen. <laughs> it's no. Uh, well, it's been a great night, guys. Thanks a lot for hopping on and uh, chat, chatting and chirping with us. Hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. And, Oh, I'm going we'll straight see to that. We'll, we'll see what comes along this season. Sounds great. Thanks for having me.
Hopefully we can all get to a game together. That'd be great. That would be fun. That would be awesome. I, don't know. I am I'm a fighting Dursa. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Center ice. I, I, yeah, me and Dursa are fighting. Lindsay, I'll sit with you and we'll have beers. That, that's Dursa and I are definitely meeting at Center Ice when we let's go. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Uh, all right, guys. Have a great night. Thanks, you too. Take care. Bye, guys. Yeah.